Uh, this is the 415ers podcast coming at you as always three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. It is a victory Sunday and then Monday for the 49ers as they beat the Saints 13 to nothing. Their fourth straight second half shutout. 49ers are now 7-4, and four, a game in hand against the Seattle Seahawks, as well as the tiebreaker for first place in the NFC West. All right, Mark, let's just let's just let's just cut to the chase here. Jimmy Garoppolo's got 40 wins as a starter. How do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he wins games. There's no, <laughs> there's no denying that. He wasn't he wasn't great today, but it was good enough to get the win. I mean, when your defense doesn't allow a point, you don't need to be great. He, he certainly wasn't that today. The numbers aren't bad. 26 of 37, 222, a touchdown, no interceptions. He definitely made at least one turnover-worthy throw and decision. It came back because of a penalty. We can talk more about that. But, hey, the story of Jimmy Garoppolo's career, he's generally good enough to get you a win. And you could say that again here today. Jimmy General. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, so I actually I do want to push back a bit because I, I thought Garoppolo was was pretty good in the first half. I know he missed a few throws, but considering the fact that the Saints, and this is something that we, we sort of tossed around in the preview on, on Friday, is like the Saints do create pressure on opposing quarterbacks, and they can get to quarterbacks with four guys. And especially with Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport returning from injury, uh, they had a beefed up defensive line that continuously saw Garoppolo kind of dancing around the pocket. He got Jimmy happy feet like we saw that at times. But I also felt like, look, he was 20 of 28 in the first half for 175 and a touchdown. The throw that you mentioned uh, which should have honestly been an interception. He got bailed out by by a late flag, kind of a, a ticky-tack call, I thought, uh, came at the beginning of the second half. So the first 30 minutes, I thought he was good. He was 6 of 8 on third down. He made, I thought, a really good throw, a couple of throws on the first two third downs of the game, one on a 20-yard pass, uh, kind of a swing pass to Debo Samuel, and then a thirteen and uh, third and 13 to Ray-Ray McLeod on the sideline, which eventually led to a fourth, a fourth and one conversion to Christian McCaffrey. But the second half, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he wasn't allowed to or whether he just, uh, you know, didn't have it, he didn't show up. He was he was six of nine, 47 yards. The turnover worthy throw, as you mentioned, um, he also, I think, partly which played into it, got hit late. Uh, the non-surgically repaired knee was the one that was was looked injured for a second. He stuck with it, stayed through the game. To me, why the Niners got conservative in the second half, especially passing the ball, Mark, was because I think Shanahan was a bit afraid at some of the injuries that his team was sustaining and how that hampered the offense. One being to Garoppolo, even though he stayed on the field. One being to Debo Samuel was a, a quad contusion that he sustained in the first half, came out of the second half. Christian McCaffrey also went out for, I believe it was a series in the first half, came back and finished the game. And then, of course, Spencer Burford, who was ended up in a walking boot after the game. There were some injuries on offense that I think forced Shanahan to go into his shell, uh, but that doesn't dismiss the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo played like, in the second half, a quarterback that everyone was a bit afraid of when he took over the reins of this team because that is also the guy that can get you beat. And if that play happens, if that flag isn't thrown, you're looking at a one-possession game at the beginning of the second half in all likelihood and a game in which the 49ers offense couldn't turn the switch back on. Instead, they went 13-0, but it could have been a very different ballgame. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you have to credit Jimmy Garoppolo for keeping, you know, staying in it and, and you know, being tough through all those hits he took. It wasn't just that one hit where he, he clearly got a little banged up on. And if you didn't hear what he said post game, he kind of threw a shot at the Saints. He said there's no place for that, as in there's no place in football for a hit low uh, to a quarterback like that. I'm all right, a little sore, but nothing bad. But Jimmy Garoppolo took a bit of a shot uh, at the Saints post game there. Um, but you have to credit him for, I mean, it wasn't just that hit. He took multiple hits in the game, spe- uh, especially in the first half. I mean, I guess the reason is because the Niners threw the ball, uh, what, 20, 28 times, 28 times yeah. in the, but first no, you're right. He was, he was pressured. I believe it was like one third of his, of his dropbacks in the first half. Yeah. The offensive line was not doing their job specifically in the first half, protecting Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe part of that is you're on somewhat of a short week with a weird travel schedule the previous week. Uh, that could certainly factor in generally your first game back home after a trip. Uh, and this was a weird trip where you go to Colorado and then you go to Mexico city and then you come back. You're generally a little sluggish and slow to start. The offensive line was straight up bad in the first half. The run game also was not working. So it wasn't just a case of great run blocking and, and bad pass protection. It was relatively bad all the way around. So you need to credit Jimmy Garoppolo for fighting through that, taking hits and on multiple occasions, still delivering catchable balls through the contact. Um, but I think it's it was his worst game of this recent stretch. I know that's not you know saying all that much considering he's been pretty good over this stretch. Um, but he had that turnover worthy throw. The touchdown to Jawan Jennings was deflected by you know Matthew in the end zone. Uh, it could have easily been picked off as well. There, not saying it should have been, uh, but that was not the best throw either it ultimately ends up in a, in a touchdown. He also missed a streaking Christian McCaffrey down the left sideline in the first quarter. Uh, it was a third and eight play. If he hits him in stride, it might've went for a touchdown. He overthrew that one. So there's certainly mistakes and there, there's always mistakes. I mean, no quarterback is going to be perfect throughout an entire game, but I think there were more mistakes and more costly mistakes, or maybe they were just a penalty away, a lucky bounce away from from being these really costly mistakes that could have cost you a win. Um, but ultimately, he was good enough, you know, to win the game. And in terms of the play calling in the second half, I'm with you. I mean, Kyle Shanahan saw some mistakes. He saw the injuries. He saw how dominant his defense was and saw no reason to air the ball out like he did in the first half. Why would you if you were Kyle Shanahan in that position? But uh, a serviceable Jimmy Garoppolo game, but I think for me, it, it, it tops out there. Yeah, serviceable is probably a good way to put it. Um, he did what he had to to make sure the 49ers maintained their 13-point lead, leaned on the defense. Of course, the other injury that was maybe the most impactful uh, coming out of the game was Elijah Mitchell, who went down and is out and is likely going to be out for multiple weeks. He sustained an MCL injury, uh, not the same leg that he had an MCL on earlier this year, which forced him to the IR. So at least there's good news there. It doesn't appear to be as severe, but I think it's also a reason why, well, not only you saw Jordan Mason in the second half, but why the running game was not as effective and why the offense overall was not as effective. We've seen the game plan for Shanahan, especially this season, maybe more so than others, use the pass, and then play off it with the run. First half, like we talked about, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo drop back a lot of times. I know the running game wasn't there as much. We didn't see Elijah Mitchell, however, until the second quarter. 
I believe that was the first time he got in at the 14-20 mark in quarter number two. So he gets hurt. And then from there, it's 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 like you're just banging a wall. Now, the, the, I think the Saints have a good defense. I know that sounds strange for a team that is now four and eight, but as we talked about before, this is a team that was playing with. I think Shanahan mentioned like seven starters being out before this game. They got four of them back today. It's a much better defense than it's played, partially because of how many times they turn over the football. But it was not an. I mean, they didn't. The 49ers didn't crack the 100-yard mark on the ground. I think they were about 3.3 yards per carry. They were not good running the football today. And so that also, with the lack of Mitchell, uh, Christian McCaffrey not being on the field for the entirety of the game, though he did finish, it did feel and look, honestly, like the 49ers were limping to the finish line a little bit. And I just, I, I honestly just think Kyle Shanahan like you mentioned, seeing how good his defense was just figured, Hey, the only thing that can hurt us this season is injuries. If we are not healthy, we're going to struggle. If we are healthy, I think we can be the best team in football. That's to me why he kind of uh, didn't really, you know, put his foot on the gas pedal, so to speak down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, what was it over after the last two games, the, the chargers win, he came out and said, Feels kind of strange, but no new injuries in the game. He said the same thing after the Cardinals win. And now this time he does have a lot of injuries uh, to to break down. And and the biggest one, as you mentioned, is Elijah Mitchell, MCL sprain, similar injury that he had early in the season that cost him a couple of months. It's a different knee and not as severe, but both MCL sprains, I would guess at at least two weeks, three weeks. It seems like that's a relatively safe estimate there uh spencer burford an ankle in a walking boot post game that's not the the biggest injury the niners have been kind of subbing in and out uh brunskill with uh burford at that right guard spot so you never want to see you know an offensive lineman go down but if you had to maybe choose one that might be the guy where you have the most plug and play replacement christian mccaffrey and debo samuel were both in and out of the game so i agree with you um that you know, Kyle Shanahan decision to kind of, you know, play conservative in in the second half, Uh, only nine pass attempts in the second half after 28 in the first half, they ran the ball 16 times in the second half, despite the fact that they weren't all that successful on the ground uh, was for multiple reasons. It was, you know, uh, you know, Shanahan's decision was for multiple reasons to to keep it on the ground. Um, and you mean, I mean, everyone will want to see more points, you know, 13 points and everyone's a little frustrated. The overall, you know, touch touches numbers aren't, you know, they're pretty spread out because the Niners have so many weapons, but certainly like to see more points put up, but considering everything that happened in the game, um, I don't think anyone can be all that upset at Kyle Shanahan for the way that he called this game. He, he did what he needed to do to come out with the win and stay as healthy as possible. And, We'll see where, where, the, where the team goes beyond this. But to your point, the Saints defense is certainly much better than the, the Cardinals defense. Um, but I think the Niners fans would like to have seen a little bit more offensively. Maybe they'd like to see George Kittle a little bit more involved. Brandon Ayuk got going in the second half and I think late in that second quarter. Um, but not too many explosive plays from the Niners on offense. No, I'm with you. And and I do want to bookmark that that Shanahan play calling. We're going to come back to that in just a little bit. I, I This is why I do think that Elijah Mitchell's injury is significant outside of just his production. And I understand Burford 
going down, maybe not giving people pause because of Brunskill, but a big part of the offensive line and the approach this year for the Niners is having rotational pieces to keep yeah. guys fresh. So that, that's something to keep an eye on for sure with Burford, uh, who, by the way, was was your offensive rookie of the year pick at the halfway point, Mark. Yeah, he's had, um, a, he's had a good season. He has. He has. But but Elijah Mitchell, to me, and, and I don't want to I don't want this to come off like me making him out to be a sacrificial lamb. But Elijah Mitchell, before the beginning of last season, was not a very highly prized rookie. Now, he turned into one, and I believe that Kyle Shanahan has demonstrated he can create running backs, which is why I'm not so... I, I, I'm not too concerned about what the running backs are going to do production-wise in the future. I am concerned, however, how healthy Christian McCaffrey is going to stay now that he doesn't have Elijah Mitchell there. Because Elijah Mitchell, in the second half of games since his return, has been the bell cow guy that they have given the ball to quite a bit. They have also been allowed to run him towards the middle in, in areas that Christian McCaffrey might be a little more liable to get injured in. So where Elijah Mitchell's injury to me hurts, Mark, is the fact that now you don't have a guy that can take some of the pressure and some of the damage as much off of Christian McCaffrey. And I think that's one of the reasons why you see Mitchell get banged up a bit. And, and I hate that it comes down to, to sounding like, all right, well, he's the one that that's we're okay with getting injured. But I do think in a way, you use Mitchell, you use your backup, your twos and your threes in the running back room. You use them to make sure McCaffrey, along with Debo and everyone else, that is a, a, a higher pecking order, higher in the hierarchy offensive player, can get to the playoffs more 100% than not. I might push back on that a little bit. Certainly the Elijah Mitchell injury isn't a good thing by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he was running the ball really well. He always runs with such power and he's so much quicker than anyone gives him credit for seven carries, 35 yards, five a pop. And it just seems like he's always, and he had, uh, he had a touchdown called back. He did. And that was an explosive run from, I think almost 40 yards out. Um, and it, that was kind of a, a tough holding call on George Kittle. He was certainly upset about it. And Kyle Shanahan on the sideline, you could play, you know, lip reader and, and you, you knew uh, what, what words he was saying there, but still, I think, uh, what we saw, and I know it was mostly garbage time fourth quarter, although there were some pretty impressive and, and important carries considering the fact that it was still only a two-score game with about five minutes left. Jordan Mason looked good on the ground. Five carries, 25 yards, running the ball hard. He's big and strong, running over some tacklers. He, he's falling forward. And uh, I would imagine that we're going to see TDP, the other rookie, Tyrion Davis-Price, uh, suited up. He hasn't been activated and, and in, you know, pads for these games because Jordan Mason is able to play special teams and that's why they dress him. They don't dress TDP. I would imagine we'll see TDP um, in, in future games that Elijah Mitchell misses. For me, the biggest thing isn't necessarily the Elijah Mitchell injury, but for me, it's keeping an eye on Christian McCaffrey and his injury, he he went out. You said he missed a drive. He came back. It doesn't seem to be a bad injury at all. It was described by Kyle Shanahan as just knee irritation. If you were watching the Fox broadcast, you could see he was wearing some kind of device below his left knee. I don't think it qualified as a full brace, but kind of a ring around the lower part of his knee uh, to help with that knee irritation. 
if I had to take a guess, he doesn't miss a game, but he probably doesn't practice all too much. It's going to kind of be a load management situation for the 49ers is my guess. But the biggest thing for me isn't necessarily um, the Elijah Mitchell injury, because I do believe in, in Jordan Mason, despite the fact that we haven't seen him all too much. For me, it's more about is this Christian McCaffrey irritation going to be enough to really limit his touches and his carries and how much the Niners are willing to give him the ball because we've seen in the last month how different this offense is with him on the field and without him. I think that's clearly uh, the, the bigger issue here rather than Elijah Mitchell because as you mentioned, the the ability of Kyle Shanahan to create running backs almost out of thin air. And, you know, maybe if, if McCaffrey has to, you know, scale back his workload just a little bit, we'll see Jordan Mason, you know, or Tyrion Davis-Price, you know, appear as as a new running back for the 49ers. Uh, but I think the bigger thing is if this little irritation for McCaffrey is something that's going to keep him out or if it's just going to be something that potentially limits his touches over the next few weeks. No, that, that's a good point. That That is an absolutely good point about Christian McCaffrey, something to keep an eye on.